Shut up, I love it. Cross this bridge, you must solve a riddle of three. Shut up, I love it. I am Joe Cabello, the one and only. And if you hear of any others, I will kill them. Sasha, hello. Hello, yes, I am Sasha. Very aggressive starts to this episode. It felt aggressive, <laughs> but it's what I believe. Uh, hello, everybody. I am Sasha Filer. This is Shut Up. I love it. Your favorite, I hope so, podcast where we invite a special guest to talk about something underrated, underappreciated, misunderstood. What a topic we have today. I'm going to save it. I'm going to save it, but I will introduce our guest. She is a recent college graduate and a writer who spends her time playing The Sims and watching reality TV. Welcome, Krithi Narayanan. Thank you. Thank you so much. Excited to be here. Excellent. And recent, co congrats. Where are you going to hang the diploma? Um, it is not even in the city. It's with my parents. So I don't even <laughs> know where it is. <laughs> the, yeah, they're, they're not even ours. looking at it. It's like in their in their attic somewhere. Already oh, put it in the attic. It usually years later usually years later when they put it in the attic like oh, yeah. but for a recent college graduate that's a little that's a little much yeah like it's not <laughs> even out of the envelope that it shipped in right in there oh yeah the pandemic just like softened any sense of excitement about <laughs> graduation <laughs> uh and before we start i just wanted to tell the audience there's a cute cat walking behind krithi back and forth large ragdoll cat one of my favorite kinds there are many favorite kinds of cats that i enjoy uh so if you hear an occasional meow it's not you it's yeah. krithi's cat and a future <laughs> guest i'm sure of the podcast as well so get us in touch with uh, your cat and we'll, she has we'll so much to say <laughs> i love it uh krithi what are we here to talk about so today we're going to talk about Reddit trolling, um, and that is coming up with fake stories to post on Reddit as though oh they were real. Gosh, <laughs> look at you, you misinformation queen over here. Let's get into this. So specifically, you like to do this on Reddit. Definitely. Yeah, it's, it's anonymous, which is great. No one I know in real life has to know that I do this. And um, it has no repercussions on my day-to-day -day life, so. <laughs> uh, and so I imagine you're, you don't have like, uh, and maybe you don't want to answer this, any Twitter alt accounts or do you have Facebook alt accounts? I think in terms of other social media, the furthest it goes is my, my Finsta. So I have my, my fake Instagram, but I feel like that is honestly more real than my real Instagram. Uh, that's mm. my uncensored. But um, as far as other social media goes, I don't really have alts. But on Reddit, I have so many fake accounts. I don't even know how many Gmail passwords <laughs> that I've saved. <laughs> oh, my gosh. So I am just right away. I'm going to come out and say I don't know much about fake or real Reddit stories. I'm not on Reddit specifically because I just I feel like I'm not not on Reddit for a reason uh, because I feel like I don't want to be part of Reddit. Oh, fair but, enough. Like, God bless. <laughs> God bless for everybody who is. 
So um, for somebody like me, can you explain, like, look, we have listeners all over the world. Like, what is Reddit even? And like, why do people go there? And why is this a thing? So I think until recently, I was kind of like you. And I was like, Reddit seems like something for like weird basement dwellers who just have no social skills. But it's like, uh, it's a website that it consists of basically a bunch of different forums and message boards for like specific interests. So it could be, you know, like I watch The Bachelor. So there's like r slash The Bachelor where people post news and opinions and stuff and then people can discuss that or you know there's like r slash cats where people post pictures of their cats mm. and so it's different communities that um you can kind of come to to discuss things but uh the the type of reddit that i'm talking about is advice reddit um most notably as related to like relationship advice uh, <laughs> advice of situations you get in so you have r slash relationship advice r slash um, am I the asshole? That's a big mm -hmm. one because now celebrities are <laughs> noting that as well. And that's basically a subreddit where uh, if you're in a conundrum, if you're in some sort of conflict, you post what happened and then you ask Reddit if you are the asshole. And then people give a series of judgments. You're either the asshole, or you're not the asshole or either no one or everyone is the asshole. And it's uh, pretty much just a place to be judged. Uh, so I guess that's usually where I frequent to the most when I'm posting. Um, but otherwise, I have a normal Reddit to just, you know, go through my regular interests as well. For The Bachelor. And, of course, and absolutely. Yeah. That's my Ragdoll that's my cats. official. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, as a pregnant lady, that's one thing I've been aggressively avoiding is message boards. Because like, there's just so, so much to Google every day like, oh, yeah. that your body is doing that there's enough out there to, you know, get crazy and just drown in this information. If I am to go on a message board where other people sharing their stories, I feel like I will like, I would just jump out of my first floor window here. So um, I don't want to do that. Uh, and uh, I instead just message board is like a no, no for me. But I know people tend to enjoy because they feel part of the community, especially I'm sure during pandemic, right? The pandemic, like, probably accelerate, not accelerate, amplified this uh, love for message boards for many. Yeah, that's actually kind of why I started going on Reddit because when the pandemic hit suddenly, I was like, I don't have as much of a community. Like, you know, at college, we're not meeting all together. And I, um, when I want to scratch that itch to get attention, um, I couldn't necessarily just <laughs> turn to people I knew in real life and be like, you know, listen to me ramble. So I was like, there are you know, millions of people out there that I can just word vomit to. Uh, and it's great because they also have nothing else to do besides listen and read this stuff. <laughs> Joe, how, how much time do you spend on Reddit? Would you say a week? So I, I get the filter down on Instagram. I'll get all the am I the asshole posts and like the Instagram accounts that uh, like post just images of the highlighted parts. And I read those all the time, but I never actually go to Reddit or rarely I, I will if uh, if like I want to see all the comments to one juicy one. Um, so I've gotten into that like over the pandemic as well, just like reading those off of Instagram. And then, of course, I've seen the accusations of like, oh, this one's fake. This one's obviously a lie. All of those things that come with it. So I'm very interested in your trolling of it because you're the insider of Tell us. these fake ones. 
tell us everything. Oh yeah, definitely. This is super fun because um, I think it started as a more casual, I think I posted one that was real. And that was when I first got into it. I read like a Buzzfeed article about it. And I was like, this is weird. Let me just um, post about my actual life. It was a very like low stakes thing about, you know, potentially destroying my friend's painting. And I was like, is that an asshole thing to do? He like technically gave me the painting. Anyway, they thought I was the asshole and that felt really <laughs> hard. I was like, I'm not an asshole. I'm a very nice person. Ooh, um, that, yeah, I kind of want to dig into that feeling because I'm always wondering on the other side. Yeah, when you are the majority has labeled you the asshole, were you able to actually come around and like agree with them at all? Or are you still like they're crazy? I think it's tough because when you post your real life on there, you realize that you can only put so much in the like 3000 characters. You can't just put the context of an entire friendship and be like, you know, maybe I did fuck up his painting, but he also backstabbed me like these 14 other times. And like, you can't just say that. And so like, they don't really know. So it's hard to be like, they don't know the whole story, but also this is what they're giving you based on what they're seeing. And like, that might be accurate. Um, And so that was rough. And then my takeaway from that was who on earth would post their real life on here? Um, <laughs> and, and I went through and like their comments about, you know, their posts about, oh, I'm estranged from my children or, you know, my ex-husband is doing this. And I'm like, why would you post this online? Like, these are sensitive topics. Um, and then that's when I, I really discovered the merits of posting fake stories because I honestly feel like it's more respectable than posting real ones. <laughs> because I, you're a writer, right? And, oh, definitely. I find that it's it's kind of like method acting because when I write this, I'm really <laughs> absorbed. Um, I also, I, I had a thing. I was like, I it, when I do these fake stories, I am never going to be the asshole. I'm going to make sure that I'm they always think I'm not the oh. asshole and the people who do think I'm the asshole are going to be shut down because everyone else is going to be like, that's so not fair. And so I, I posted my first one and, you know, it got a decent amount of upvotes. Those are like kind of likes um, in Reddit speak. And the more upvotes you get, kind of the the more it's pushed to the front page and people can award you and everything. And so. I kind of tinkered around and I first kind of started with scenarios that have almost that have happened to me. But I but I build off of that. Like uh, I had an ex who was obsessed with EDM music and would not stop playing EDM. I hate EDM music. So I was like, am I the asshole for telling my ex to stop playing EDM? But it wasn't just that, like this particular ex was playing EDM in this girl's ears, like when she had to wake up for an exam, like it was a whole Thing. And so I was definitely embellishing, but I was also able to connect with my protagonist because I've been in a similar situation. Wow. It's a, and it's almost like reality TV writing because you need that level of like, oh, we we maybe we don't even think this is real, but it's contextualized in the real world. Like, I think if a lot of the am I the asshole stories, fake or real, were narrative like sitcom situations it's not as juicy as the idea that this could be real. So it's kind of, it's just an interesting exercise in both audience and writer, like the two expectations meeting in a certain way. 
Absolutely. Because like when you write, how often do you get to interact with your audience in real time? Like that mm. is super cool. I took the responses from this and I just I just went to build on that. And suddenly, you know, it wasn't just some college student who hates EDM, but suddenly I was manifesting myself into, you know, a, a scorned, you know, 30 year old wife or, you know, you know, someone's, <laughs> you know, angry mother-in-law. And I'm just, I'm putting myself in these positions that are so interesting. It's like a character study almost because I, you know, obviously I'm, I'm just like a 23 year old kid. I just graduated. And so I don't have any of these life experiences, but by writing from the perspectives of these people, I find that it's very cool. And I get direct feedback on how people respond to these characters, because sometimes I'll be like, yeah, this is a slam dunk. This is not the asshole, but you know, then they'll be like, well, that was kind of a dick thing to do. And I'm like, okay, next time I need to, I need to be better about this but also you have to balance that with like it can't be so fake that they take it down like they have a rule against like shit posting and so mm. it has to be it has to hit the mark of uh fake enough that it's interesting because let's be real the ones that are real about real life events are so boring and they never take off no one upvotes them so it needs to be fake enough that it's like sensational and people want to read about it but it can't just be so either one-sided or just so um, fantastical that like everyone is calling it fake. That's yeah. so interesting when you're saying um, that real stuff doesn't get to win, you know, like real stuff is too boring. Like life is too boring. Uh, even if you cut out the boring parts, you still can't compete with a highly fictionalized version of some story maybe all the personal essays that have been published in the New York Times or LA Times or some other really prestigious places, you're saying they might be highly fictionalized. Yeah, I think anything can be adapted to be either like more interesting or less interesting. And like, that's the cool part of being a writer. You find out a way to spin things, even if you're not aware of how you're spinning things. I think Honestly, I would go so far as to say that essays published in major publications could absolutely be adapted into like fake Reddit posts with the correct spin. Yeah. And sometimes I've seen them, uh, the Internet do that for fun as like take a situation, maybe even, uh, for example, the Oscars, Will Smith and Chris Rock situation. And they're like, hey, write this as if it was a am I the asshole post. <laughs> So there's a bit of that like reverse engineering of it as well. Do you ever do you find now that you've been doing it for a while that you have a common thread like as a writer of like topic or uh, just any common thread between it? So, yeah, I think I have a, a formula. Usually I first start with kind of like a clickbaity enough title because I think if you if it's too straightforward out of the bat, you're not really going to be able to capture someone's attention it needs to be like kind of vague but enough that's crazy you know like am i the asshole for you know revealing this secret about my sister-in-law like everyone's going to be like what is the secret so it has to be kind of vague i always write from the perspectives of women um just so because that's what i'm familiar with and i think 
I don't want to be backed into any like weird plot holes where people are like, ah, a real man wouldn't say this. Um, mm-hmm. But I, I usually don't. Um, I, I usually go for like all kinds of different ages, all kinds of different situations. But I have like some seed that that is real in everything that I can kind of ground myself on. So it's um, whether that be like one small detail is accurate, you know, like like I said, the EDM thing like that. That's something that I hate. (laughs) And if my character hates it, too, then it makes it easier to really just like slip into the method acting. Um, But I think one of my biggest rules is once I commit, like once I write something, I am that character and I am always in the comments. I reply to every comment. I answer all the questions. I get uh, DMs and I respond to all of the DMs in character to the point where like there was one I posted and it blew up. And in that one, my brother was a drug addict. I I have a brother, but he's not a drug addict. He was a high school student. And um, in the, someone DM'd me and they were insulting addicts and my brother. And in that moment, I felt like I did have a brother like that. And I was like, how dare you say that about my brother? And I like got actively upset. Um, and so I think the more you commit, the less people will think it's fake. And even if they do, like people like the illusion, like you said, reality TV, like no one really wants to know you know, how produced it is, because then that'll that'll ruin the illusion. But to give people what they want, like you have to fully commit in the comments and in the DMs and everything. Yeah, they do want it to be real, for sure. Although on the other side, I, I read some that I'm like, I hope to God this one is fake, because like this guy who thinks that women living together can transfer pregnancy to the other is maybe that was you who wrote that one. Oh, I didn't. Like, I'm like, I can't, I don't want this man to exist. So I w- hope this is fake. How much of it in total do you think is fake? I think a lot of it is fake. What comes to the surface is super fake. Cause actually when I read ones that I didn't write, I try to be like, could someone real have written this? Or could I imagine someone like myself writing these things? And it's almost always I imagine someone like myself writing these things. Because honestly, a lot of these things could be true. But the type of person to be involved in these conflicts would not go to Reddit to get opinions. Like, you know, someone's 65-year-old mother is not going to go to Reddit to ask Mm. for advice about her her adult child who is not speaking to her. Like, she's just going to talk to people in her real life or something. Um, Like, why would she know about Am I the Asshole? So, yeah. yeah. (laughs) (laughs) How many have you written? Oh, I've written so many. I think um, I have a formula now. So uh, sometimes I'll just like, recently my friend texted me and she said she saw one of my fake posts on a uh, best of redditor updates <laughs> i was like i wrote that one like two years ago uh so sometimes they'll even come back because uh, i found a way to make each and every one of them blow up i've seen them on twitter i've seen them on youtube and it's cool because uh people keep bringing them up i try to um make updates but i wait like enough so it's like realistic so i'll wait like a couple months um enough to like serve the divorce papers and everything um (laughs) and so uh i i haven't written as many lately i think i got shadow banned for making more accounts i don't know like how they can do that if it's like related to my ip address but the last post i tried to make about this yacht wedding 
was was shadow banned and i was like you know what it's not worth it i'm not gonna maybe maybe my claim to fame is over well, what's yeah. the ballpark though of where you got to write i think um i've written upward i feel like i've written like 10 to 12 ones that actually uh blew up that have thousands of upvotes and stuff i had some before but that was mainly me tinkering to see what works and what doesn't work i my friends have now wanted to get in on this and so they want to write um so i i do give (laughs) them some mentorship when they start doing that um but i try not to be too involved because i think i find that it's most special when your writing is the is the one that really blows up and people are enjoying it now, I'm just curious, is it bad to lie to people? I think, I feel like on a surface value, I would say, yes, it's bad to lie to people, but there are caveats. Sometimes I think like a white lie that makes people feel more comfortable, that's not harmful in the long run is okay. If I were lying to people in my real life about this, I would feel really bad because this is not who I am. But when you go on to Reddit, especially a subreddit called like about am I the asshole like this is this has, you know, ton, uh, like hundreds of thousands of users every single day who are active on this. And it's well known for being a hotbed for creative writing. And so when you go on Reddit, you have an anonymous account. You're going on a message board of all anonymous accounts. You don't know where any of these people are coming from. No way to verify. I think it's a reasonable risk you take. Um, where you read this, you you have a trade-off, you know? You read something super entertaining, but it may be fake. And if you're okay with that, then you'll read it. But if you're morally against that, then, you know, maybe it's not for you. Probably not. Where do <laughs> you s- it is for me because I think it's hilarious. <laughs> where, where do you stand on things like having a, a Twitter troll account that you, you know, maybe you're, you are lying but saying you're someone else, maybe you're trolling but uh, just at the base level of you're not who you're hiding who you are and acting in a certain way i think it can get dangerous when there is an agenda like some people write a story where they like antagonize a certain group of people you know whether that's like women or like you know children or whatever and when it's clearly a post to say like look how bad this group is I think that's really morally wrong. And I think it's much easier to do on Twitter because on Reddit, it's more of like a discussion. But on Twitter, when you're just kind of creating an identity and a lot of the information's like going one way, even though there are replies, um, it's it's just kind of like, it's not a one and done situation. Whereas in on Reddit, it's like, you know, I write a story, I respond to some people and then I just leave it alone. I'm not cultivating an entire personality or identity based on it. Right. Do you think you're becoming a better writer as you write these things? Absolutely. I think I used to have the issue of I would always write from my perspective, no matter what the situation is. Um, And this was an issue with everything. I even tried improv. I would always just play myself. I was a terrible actor when I did theater because I'd always play myself. And this has really uh, broadened my perspectives. Also, because me writing about this often invites uh, comments from people who have had similar experiences or know people who've had similar experiences. So it's really cool sometimes because I'll write about a certain topic and then someone who's experienced that 
in real life will be, or, you know, who says they've experienced it in real life will write back about their life. And I'm like, wow, this, you know, could actually happen. And I learn more about that kind of stuff. Like people have DM'd me, you know, Facebook groups saying, oh, join our support group. That at that point, I'm just like, okay, this is a lot. But, you know, people, people have offered like, you know, real life connections, which I don't take because that's just highly unethical. That's where I draw the line. But um, it's interesting because I, I guess it really does like touch people. I wrote one. I, I I wrote one that was it kind of had like a dubious ending. It had these like creepy parents that were, um, you know, being weird and like replacing their son with um, the, the 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 daughter's new husband. But it was it was anyway. It was really intense by the end of that. But I posted an update around Christmas time, and like everyone was commenting, and they were like had like hundreds of awards and they were like it's a christmas miracle like this lifted my spirits right before christmas like i'm not with my family but then i read this and i was like wow like you know what it is fake but like for them the feeling they got while reading it is real so you know uh, i i'm happy to do that would you be really upset and or how would you feel if you were ever found out I mean, I don't think I'd be super upset because I don't, again, I said, I don't, I don't really tie my identity uh, to any of these. I think in the moment, I do feel like a bit of a method acting thing, like to the point where when some people call it out as fake, I'm like, how dare they say it's fake, even though it obviously <laughs> is fake. Um, but, you know, after I'm done responding to comments, after the judgment has been made, I leave that behind. And I'm just like, I'm, I'm myself living my life. I'm, um, Obviously, yes, it would kind of uh, suck to see um, all of my work being discredited, but I don't really care because, again, I, it's it's fake and I'm happy to own up to the fact that it's fake. That is, you know, the other side of the coin there. And is it legitimate to even call it like trolling? Like, and I'm asking both you, Joe and Krithi, like, is it or is it like posting fake stories on Reddit? Like, what is trolling really, you know? Yeah, I would say so. It's funny when something is very obviously fake anywhere on Reddit, they'll be like, you're trolling. This is a troll. Um, so I guess that's kind of uh, why I call it that. But when you hear the word troll, um, I, I feel like people don't really usually think about people like me, you know, just like a, like a 23 year old like college girl just doing it kind of bored because, you know, I want to do creative writing exercise. It's usually the thinking like, you know, it's some um, incel with like <laughs> nothing else to do in life. Um, so I think when people think of troll, maybe that's uh, the conception of troll. But but I, I feel like I'd push back against that. Not necessarily the usage of troll, because I feel like that's kind of ingrained in Internet culture right now. But um, the idea of trolling as a whole as like an inherently bad or like sad thing that like sad people do um and more of like it can be fun like yes it can be problematic but it can also be um a good tool for writers i actually would encourage writers to do this more maybe not officially because i think that's like against reddit's terms of service or whatever but like <laughs> wink wink like <laughs> just between us um i think it's like super interesting it's like a social experiment what do you think joe 
Uh, I think it is trolling on whatever uh, spectrum of trolling there is, but it certainly is. Um, and yeah, I do think we do tend to put connect it to like a certain a neckbeard troll is kind of the what we think about. But trolls come in all forms. I've had uh, friends and family members that have been discovered trolling that you're like why are you doing this like at a like why just because you find this fun uh but of course like there is a difference between going online and starting shit directly with somebody you know under a, a pseudonym and what you're doing there is a difference between those two but is it still trolling yes i, I would think so <laughs> Um, well, great. Is there anything else we haven't covered about trolling uh, in this particular context? Or should we go to the ratings? I can't think of anything else. I just think, honestly, sometimes I feel like a very accomplished writer when all the comments and the likes are rolling in. And when I interact with the comments, I feel like I'm talking to my fans um, and maybe that's probably the closest I'll ever get to a feeling like that, yeah. but it feels good for me. And I'd like to think it feels good for them to have me respond to them. They took the time out of their day to respond to me that I think it's only fair that I respond to them. So I don't know. I think it's like a fun way to interact with people, um, especially in a time like the pandemic. I started it when I felt like I had a, a lack of social interaction. So it helped me a lot emotionally as well. Cheaper than therapy. Absolutely. Although I do that too. So I still recommend therapy. Does your, and you don't have to answer this because it's your therapy privacy, but does your therapist know that you do this? She absolutely does. And every time I post a new one, I email it to her. (laughs) That's awesome. Um, I think it's time to go to the ratings, Joe. Ratings are exciting. I do love ratings. This is how the ratings work. We're going to rate trolling on Reddit on a scale of 0 to 10 using something else as a comparison for our rating system. Uh, so you could use, let's say, trolling on Twitter. You're going to rate that 10 and trolling on Reddit's a 5 because blah, blah, blah. Or you could even say chocolate chip cookies are a 10 because they're delicious and uh, trolling on Reddit makes me just as happy and, as chocolate chip cookies, so it's a 10. Whatever you want to do. It doesn't matter. And if that doesn't make sense, me and Sasha will go first. Sure, I'll go first. I will compare trolling on Reddit to writing an essay for in hopes of writing, uh, being published in the New York Times or LA Times or any of those uh, coveted places. If uh, writing an essay for the New York Times Modern Love is uh, a seven out of 10 scale. It's a difficult experience. You know, it's structure is very strict and all that stuff. Then I'd say from what I hear, writing for Reddit is uh, a nine. It's easier. You don't have to worry so much. Uh, first of all, it gives you a bigger word count. 3000 words is much better than 1500. <laughs> and most publications only like 1200, if not less. So. You know what? Um, sounds like a first draft. Maybe one little looksilu over is good enough for Reddit as long as you put yourself in the shoes of the character. So 
yeah, seven versus nine. Joe, what about you? I'll uh, similarly I'll rate it against op-ed journalism, uh, yeah. which I hate op-ed germa- journalism. Yeah. I think it's uh, generated to enrage people. It's usually the worst opinions. They're fake too, awful. probably. Well, I think they're fake as so in so far as like what's your most inflammatory view because anybody's real op-ed they probably just wouldn't be interesting enough you know like the guy who wrote shrek is a bad movie actually it's like you don't actually believe that and yeah, yeah like, no, and, and just to piggyback on that i i just listened to an interview on fresh uh, air where a guy who stopped fin- finally being an op-ed journalist for New York Times, he was saying how he just got really tired of generating these, like like you're saying, like heated op-eds, like, because he was just like, I don't know if I have so many like strong opinions. So it sounds like you're for a living, you are like antagonizing yourself and other people. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and you can see that. And I think that's kind of developed even more over time. I think online writing period has just gotten worse Mm. uh, and is garbage for the most part. If you can actually find a good piece of online writing, it's usually not very popular or widespread and people aren't sharing it. (laughs) Uh, So op-ed journalism, I'm going to give a 4 out of 10. Mm -hmm. Not a big fan. There can be some good stuff, but it's a lot of uh, not so great stuff. But at least an op-ed journalist has to stand by their words and what they said. And they have to defend it and have people come at them. I, uh, I have a big problem with misinformation online and no longer knowing what's real. Big reveal. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm not a big fan of how we literally do not know what's real anymore online. It's it's destroyed the the pandemic and our reaction to it it's destroyed politics it's destroyed how we interact with celebrity and each other so as as benign as what you're doing is on that scale of things i hate it and i give it (laughs) i award it zero out of ten points um but i do think you had a, a compelling argument to doing it um, so it's not a, uh, a full judgment on you. I don't want you to take it as that because I do think you're coming from a, a good place where I've talked to others who do something si- similar. And what they they actually want is to produce anger. Like mm. those are the oh, family yeah. members and friends. They're doing it because they're like, I Keep like pissing people off. Family members. Very intriguing. Oh, come on. Let's, yeah, we're yeah. not going to call anybody just, out. Just, just gonna, interesting. Yeah, yeah, we're yeah. not going to call anybody out, but maybe they know who they are. It's like, <laughs> okay, if you're, if you're trying to produce anger, I really, that's a negative score. It doesn't sound like that's what your even aim really is with what you're doing. Um, but yes, I just can't really vibe with the, uh, the spread of misinformation online. So zero out of 10 for trolling on Reddit. Yeah, that's Most. totally understandable. Um, <laughs> I'm honored that like you have such a passionate opinion on this. 
Very big uh, divide between Joe and I. <laughs> yeah. It's not always this drastic. It's <laughs> never. Uh, always just by a couple of points, usually. Um, Kriti, most importantly, what are you about you? So I guess I'll measure it against giving a TED talk to a large audience um, about something you care about uh, or enjoy. For me, like, I'm such a people pleaser. Um, I never want to make people upset or angry. So that's why I only do very nice, fun ones where I'm not the asshole. <laughs> but um, but I think for me, the, the excitement of it is being able to share your thoughts and your words um, and your manner of speaking with a, a much larger audience and being able to engage them instantly. Like I've done a lot of public speaking before and it just feels really good when you're able to like talk to a crowd they're all listening to you and you really like are writing something or saying something with passion and like just the feeling of doing that feels really great and i think that's the the itch that i'm trying to scratch when i do this less about you know what i'm writing and more about like are people excited about it is it funny like is it interesting and you know how many people are um reading this and and clearly obviously if it blows up then people are sending it to each other and it is a double-edged sword um i will say that because i i've seen people even on that forum use it for bad for um bad purposes to push an agenda or something so i think as a whole you know obviously it there's a lot to be said about uh, about the drawbacks of it but i think as i use it um comparing it against you know giving a big TED talk on something, I would probably give it like a seven because the, I obviously can't connect it back to who I am. No one's going to be like, that's crazy. She's such a good writer. So, you know, that obviously sucks. It'll never be recognized for like the creative writing that it actually is. So that is a downside. And, um, uh, but I will say it's something that doesn't require a lot of effort and you still get that little hit of excitement when people are engaging with uh, your work and, and are entertained. So that's why, you know, when my friends are like, ah, this person mentioned this thing you wrote like two years ago. I'm like, wow, like <laughs> it's just like someone watching a YouTube video of my old TED talk. So... <laughs> <laughs> So the TED Talk is a 10, right? TED Talk and is a 10, is, like yeah. a seven maybe. Um, I mean, I'm, I'm, yeah, I feel like it, it really, I think the benefit of it is even though you don't get the same uh, high and the same notoriety as a TED Talk, um, the fact that you can just do it so instantly whenever from wherever is um, why it's, uh, why I've, ranked it so highly just because it's so convenient and I can also use the rest of my day to do other things with my life that are that are more <laughs> valuable to society like interacting with your cat who was very Absolutely. good excellent yeah mm -hmm. <laughs> well awesome Kriti uh thank you for this very dividing topic oh of course uh, so great fun to topic. talk about <laughs> great topic though uh absolutely where can people find you on the internet besides Reddit, where they don't know if it's you? <laughs> yes. And should people even be should people be even allowed to find you? Or is it like even safe? <laughs> you, you tell me what you want to release. Oh yeah, so I'm I'm not on Twitter because I think um, again I'm just kind of against cultivating like a single identity where I talk at people. 
Um, but I do have an Instagram, um, which is at Krithinara, K-R-I-T-I-N-A-R-A. Um, while my photos may be, I mean, they're cute, but the real, the real fun is in my stories. I'm very, uh, I like to say I'm a very exciting person with scathing commentary on the world around me. <laughs> Great. Awesome. Joe, what about you? What's going on? Oh, nothing's really going on these days. Just chilling. So go to JoeCabea.com. Actually, listen to some Shut Up, I Love It past episodes if you've missed them. That's what I'd plug. Oh, first first, first time plugging of Shut Up, I Love yeah, It. Shut Up, I, I Love It. It never felt necessary, <laughs> but I figure why not? Why not? Uh, thank you, Elizabeth Salud, for the artwork. Thank you, Mr. Owl, for this amazing track. And thank you, whoever you are out there, for listening. <laughs> 